Hi, welcome back to Make Do. I'm Julia Scott. And I'm Tiff Arment. Happy New Year, Tiff. Happy New Year. Everyone always says that to me first. I'm never the first person to say Happy New Year, ever. I forget. <laughs> I totally forget. So rude. Which is funny, because you just finished the 12 days of Dot Tiff, I which did. ended a few days ago. Yeah, I did just finish that. And I did it like the real way. I didn't do 12 days before Christmas because the 12 days of Christmas start on Christmas. Yes, thank you for knowing that. I know, right? It's like, oh. So I was like a fancy pretentious fool doing all Christmas stuff after. Because it's the the 12 days of Ascension or something. And the the 6th of January is when the wise men actually show up. Mm-hmm. Because if they had been wise women, they would have been on time and had useful presents. <laughs> I thought women were like canonically late. <laughs> no, not for a birth. They'd be oh, like, that's true. Do you need true. us here? Uh, and now that we've alienated at least half our audience, no. Um, uh, tell Fine. me about twelve days of dot tiff. Uh, yeah, I just had this idea for this project of doing the twelve days of Christmas and what that would look like in like my little comic style. And I was, I was all keen on doing it. Like I was ready to go. And um, I did the first day and I did the second day and I did the third day. And then I was like, oh no, (laughs) like I'm regretting this project as soon as things started to like really fill up. But then, you know, I, I put my little twist on things like putting in the sonic rings for, um, for the five rings and then putting in the geese from the goose game. So it's like, (laughs) I found little ways to make it really mine, and that ended up being really fun. Towards the end, though, I was very happy it was over. It felt like accomplishing a big project. You know, like I had this project that I was doing. It was 12 days long, and it felt really good. And I was drawing a little, uh, like, side note to all this. I was drawing during Christmas, and my dad was watching. And it took me, like, two hours to do one day. Uh And he was like, you're still like, he would come by and he'd be like, you're still drawing that? You're still drawing that? And I'm like, dad, simple's hard. Like, (laughs) like, because I would redraw, even though I was taking elements from the previous days and like transporting them over, if I needed to adjust something or change something, I had to redraw it. And to get like a clean, smooth line, even in a digital drawing program, is tricky. And sometimes it takes like five or six chances to get it. And I don't think anyone really knows that who hasn't done that kind of stuff before so I think it was really nice for him to see that yeah I'm drawing this like simple comic but sometimes he's like what do you do all day (laughs) it's like well (laughs) if one panel of one comic takes me two hours to do and that's not even like planning or doing anything out like this is just this one day (laughs) it took me two hours to draw uh you know that's that's a significant amount of time it was like in my head, I, I kind of figured like they they were all the same. And then I slowly realized because I was like, because I was thinking it must it, it would take so much planning ahead of time because there's more and more of them for each day to be like, I need to leave room for 12. Is it Lord Zalipin, the 12th one? I can't yeah. remember. I drew um, Jesus's. <laughs> <laughs> which is also very funny. Um, but just like, you know, doing that and still keeping all the elements in there was just really fun. And I think... Um, like we we've talked before about you know showing the process online, which is good 
for artists and non-artists alike to just be reminded that like, no, just because you can draw a goose doesn't necessarily mean that you just draw a goose. You may have to draw 54 geese to get one good goose. Yeah. And even when you're using reference images, even when, um, you know, you fail so many times at drawing it freehand that you're just like, that's it. I'm tracing this sucker. Like, <laughs> you know, you get that. It's still like you can still grab an image from the Internet, trace it and then delete, you know, like get rid of the background image that you were tracing from. And then you're like, why doesn't this this still doesn't look good? Like, it's mm-hmm. still not right. And you have to find a way to integrate it. You have to find a way for me personally, while making this comic, I have to put it in my style. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like you have to translate an image from what you're using as a reference image because nothing else is in your style. So even if you are like using a reference or tracing, it's not that simple of a, a one-to-one translation here. You have to add elements. You have to decide which lines to put in, what ones to not put in, what outlines to use, which ones not to use. Like there was so <laughs> like even just doing the feathers of a bird, like how would a dot tiff bird look like, you know, it's it dots and dashes. Are there a lot? Like there were so many iterations of these little tiny elements that seem so simple uh, until to get the right one. And then you're like, that feels right. Yes, this is it. This is now my <laughs> partridge, like, and this will be my partridge. So I think I, it's more, um, I'm, I'm explaining all of this because I think it's really encouraging for anyone who feels like maybe something that they're working on is eating up a lot of their time or it's taking them too long or it's not taking you too too long because this is the process and no one shows you the process. No one talks about the process. So I think that that is completely legitimate that like you're not bad at anything or you're not slow or you're not dumb like because you can't get something out very quickly. Like that's part of the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, I had... I mentioned a couple of episodes ago that I'd thrown again, which was magical, and I haven't been like doing a ton of stuff, but I you know, finished the things, I fired them, I glazed them, and that included uh, a commission that I think I mentioned and a few things that I gave away as presents. I made some like fun ornaments for my family. Presents are good motivators and, for like yeah, getting back definitely. into making. Yeah. And it was just like it was really nice to have you know, sort of once again to see people enjoying the things that I made them. Like the commission, um, the the person who ordered the commission really liked what they got. And the, the people that I gave things to really enjoyed them. It was just, it was a nice like little soul boost because, uh, it, you know, it reminded me that there's there's many elements to art. Also, I made myself a ridiculously enormous pink mug because I refuse to drink tea in, in reasonable amounts. So it's like a bucket of tea. I love it. I have a commission to give you eventually. I have something that I need, but I've been waiting <laughs> for you to feel better so you wouldn't feel pressure. <laughs> um, but you, you've also been, I feel like, n- not just digitally, but f- uh, analogly. Uh, glacially, I was going to say that's not what I meant. You've been like uh, physically productive too. You've been making a lot of glass stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's just w- exactly what you said. The um, the idea of making gifts this year uh, really motivated me, and I wanted to make gifts for more people. But it turns out that's another thing that takes a lot of time. <laughs> like, there's a lot of steps when you have like a really detailed piece uh, and getting it just right, and especially like I don't know about you, but. 
the idea of giving anything or making anything for somebody else as opposed to like, I'm just making stuff in my house. Uh, Mm -hmm. There's a lot more pressure to have it really well done. And I made, so when I was making my gifts, um, I made a bird and I made a bee and I, uh, I made two of each actually. So I could pick the better one to give Mm -hmm. away because I want to, so I have like some extras, Uh, but it was, um, yeah, I've been physically busy. uh, So that's also, I mean, drawing is also pretty physical even though it's on the ipad you're still doing it it doesn't just appear but like yeah i just feel like i've been making a ton the last couple days and or i should say the last couple months no one month (laughs) i my timeline is so screwed up yeah no i time has been beyond a social construct over the last year or so um, which, you know, kind of is, is what we're actually talking about this, this week. Cause, you know, beginning of the year, we traditionally kind of, and I think a lot of people talk about like, what are our plans for the year? And I feel like, I feel like it's completely legit to just like basically carry over your list from last year. Cause I feel like a lot of ideas and plans for 2020 probably fell to the wayside, right? Like for me, I, um, I sewed a lot, so I like completed a lot of sewing and knitting plans. But that's did sew a lot. You made a lot of things. I made about thirty pieces of sewn clothing last year. Whoa, that's awesome! I knitted, I think, five cardigans and like shawls and baby stuff. And but it's because it's the only thing I could do. I could knit without like making my brain hot, and I could sew a little bit at a time. I couldn't do anything else. So, and I, I think we, I think I talked about this earlier last year that I tried to make sure online to be like, hey, don't when I'm posting stuff that's completed over and over again, it's that's because this is literally all I can do. Mm-hmm. This is not like you know, oh hey, Shakespeare wrote whatever it was he wrote during the plague. You should too, <laughs> uh, while also maintaining your full time job. So. I sewed quite a lot, but that's basically it. You know, I didn't go in my studio between March and November. Didn't touch clay. Uh, I did paint a little towards the end of the year. But like, you know, I just, it wasn't there. And I think that even if you weren't sick, it is both sort of likely and completely, uh, you know, acceptable to not have had a super productive 2020 yeah, yeah, absolutely. H- how do how do you feel about last year sort of creatively? I mean, honestly, creatively, it was p- a pretty great year for me because I wasn't distracted by a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Just like you said that you finished a lot more sewing pieces because you uh, just, you know, you couldn't, you weren't feeling well, but um, you also weren't splitting your time between the, the pottery studio. You know what I mean? That's so like, true. You gave yourself more time to focus on another interest of yours. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was forced a little bit, but it's still you weren't splitting your time. And I feel like that that's what being inside and doing a lot of this stuff has done. Like my time isn't as split anymore. So it's like I took up this new hobby of doing stained glass and I would like to turn it into more of a hobby and more of an artistic pursuit. And I think I've already started doing that. And it was, um, I don't think that I would have dove into that because I would have still been taking art classes out in the world and traveling to go into the city that takes, you know, two hours of your day. Um, you know, being in classes that takes time going back and painting. So like I would have been focused way more on painting 
this mm-hmm. year. And because that kind of fell away, I had more time to, you know, do digital art with dot tiff. And I had more time to pick up this new hobby of stained glass, which I mean, I don't even know how it just showed up. It's, how do crafts happen? They just appear. Nobody knows like, <laughs> how it happened. It's but, funny when you said that. I Every now and then I remember that I started out the year taking two art classes. Because, you know, I had the, the artistic work with wool that I traveled for once a month. And then I had the color theory. And the, yeah, obviously th- those just fell away, both because I couldn't use my brain and because obviously I wasn't going to do the practical part of it because they shut all of that down. I completely forgot that you were doing those. That was so mm-hmm. early. So. Yeah, exactly. And I keep, for- and then I'm like, oh yeah, no, I-, I was not just like having these like big vague plans. I had specifically tried to focus into artistic stuff and I got a sort of a continuance that they're like, well, if you apply for the, um, uh, artistic creative work thing again you will have a guaranteed spot because they only do it uh in the spring semester mm-hmm. obviously it wasn't available th- this spring semester so we'll see about 2022 but it's it, it is kind of funny to think about like the things that we talked about like oh i want to you know do this and that i want to take a class i want to work more with wood but I, I like the way you're thinking about it that just like all right well here i am on this isolated island i have one set of materials with me kind of do you do you think that last year changed anything about how you think about art? Like, is it the do, do you now think that well, it's good to be focused, or is it like well, that's one way of doing it? Sometimes you focus, sometimes you do lots of things. So the idea of focus has always been a tricky thing for me because I feel like every year I try and tell myself, all right, this is the year you're going to pick something. <laughs> this is the year that you're going to focus on something and you're not going to get distracted by all the other things. You're not going to get distracted by a little loom or some macrame or like (laughs) all the other things that like look so appealing. Needle felting. Like there's just so many things that are cute and wonderful to get distracted by when you are a crafty maker person. And I'm sure you completely understand that. I'm sure there are a lot of people in our audience that really understands that. And I put a lot of pressure on myself every year to try and find a focus and to finally just get good at something. All right, we're going to paint. We're going to take classes. We're going to get really good at painting and we're going to be proud of that. And then for me, I always get discouraged. I'm like, well, there's so many other better painters out there. And there's always going to be better people, right? Like that's always a thing. And that's something that we've talked about on this show often. And I think this year for me going in with like so many um, I guess, forced changes from last year, going into this year, I'm not putting that pressure on myself to focus or get amazing at one thing. I'm kind of, it, it, it started to make me think our conversation with Syracuse, when he, uh, he said that, sure, I'm an artist, without a qualifier. And I, I want to embody that idea where, yes, I'm an artist, like, I will say it, like, I will <laughs> learn to own it without, you know, hiding my eyes in my cowl neck sweater. Uh, like, it is, it's one of those things, it's like, if I don't put pressure on myself to commit and be amazing at one thing, and I just go forward and joyously make stuff... 
and be a capital A artist without having to focus on being a capital P painter. Yeah. Like, why does being an artist mean I have to have one specific thing that I'm super, super good at? Why can't being an artist be I do a lot of different things and I get pretty good at them and I can do them pretty well and I can learn pretty fast because I'm just I'm a person that's naturally inclined to make something and be okay and happy about that and not be dramatic about it where where you get embarrassed. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, it's that tricky thing where if you're embarrassed about yourself, then there's more to talk about as opposed to (laughs) if you're confident and you're less like, yeah, I make stuff. Then that's it. The conversation ends. Oh, yeah. Um, No, for the podcast, you have to stay anxious, please. (laughs) I still got to have that little background anxious. I can't let a little a little bit of it go. But like, but that's what I mean. Like, you know, trying to look at this year as a way to just embrace who you are without trying to be anything more because really, what's the point? Like, you, what's the point of, of trying to impress people with something that I'm not interested in doing? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Oh, totally. I totally talked some crazy circles, but uh, how do you feel? Because you're very focused as a potter most of the time. And so I feel like you have that identity. And so you're already coming at it from that place, but you're also a very maker person. Yeah, exactly. Like I have the pottery, which is, I think, partly because it's also partly my business. I think I don't think of that as much necessarily as like art in that sense like I only I a very like only a portion of my pottery time is spent like exploring and making things that I feel like are art most of it is production and I think maybe that's why it's easy to focus and then the rest of the time when I'm not in the studio I'm just like all the things I'm gonna glue and beads and la 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 and all this (laughs) and I think I think that last year kind of I think it like it, it it feels so corny, but I think last year opened up and like allows for a lot of corny for a lot of people because it just made us think about things. And I think it just kind of made me grateful to be a makey person mm-hmm. and grateful that I, I not just like I can still do the things I can do, but just in general, like I had something to do with like my hands and my nervous energy and something to do that required a little bit of focus, but not a lot. And that made me happy. I think that's such a good way to put it. That's such a good way to put it, to just be thankful that you have hobbies and things to do and stuff to make. Because a lot of people don't. Oh, definitely. And I think, you know, a lot of people try to find hobbies. Like people got really into plants or bread or puzzles. And I'm not saying this in like a disparaging way. I just think that if you were someone who A, already was like a hobby e person, like at home hobby, like if you if you're a rock climber last year, <laughs> probably sucked even more. But like and then you probably also have have the stuff at home like there were a lot of jokes about that like well this is you know this is the apocalypse that knitters have all been preparing for <laughs> but also just like when things are hard and frustrating and you have just all this vibrate frustration and energy I think for me and for a lot of people it was just it was a blessing to have something to have at hand um, and I think also I feel like in this kind of annoying way it also taught me that very like annoying parent thing that making things is fun but 
I now have, you know, 20 fun dresses in my closet that I haven't been able to wear and that maybe even in a normal year I wouldn't have been able to wear. So I think I'm also going to try and make stuff that works for more occasions. But like, you know, that's the thing also that like just the production isn't necessarily the thing. It's just to have them to look at depending on what it is you do. Like dresses feels more obviously silly to have 20. Whereas if I had made 20 paintings, I would be like, yes. All right. Actually, did you remember that you gave me uh, homework to do an abstract painting? Yes, I do. Several months ago. And I did it. I did. It was actually funny. It was in a, a Facebook group where people were just randomly giving out like art assignments. And somebody asked me to, somebody told me that I should make a minimalist tribute to Marsha P. Johnson, the trans activist. And I did it. It was so much fun. And I wanted to paint a lot. And it was, it was great. That's awesome. And it was, I was like, maybe it's a little bit cheating. Like it's somewhere between minimalist and abstract, but it was, it was so much fun. Why and, can't it be minimalist and abstract? Right. Uh, but it was just, it was fun. So I have a couple of canvases left. And part of me is like, should I have done this on like, you know, like uh, on watercolor paper that can hold up to the to the acrylic? Should I not have used a canvas? And I was like, no, because that's the whole point. Use the canvas. It's, it's, you should use it. I think that's another thing that like the whole lockdown and staying inside and crafting and just making stuff with what you have it kind of forced you to use all the stuff that you've been saving, you know, like mm-hmm. that idea of I'm saving this for a special occasion. This is the good wool. This is the good paint. This is the good canvas. I think that a lot of people, uh, me, and it sounds like you also, uh, <laughs> had a chance to say, all right, I'm doing this. I'm using the pretty notebook because that's all I have right now. <laughs> it's yeah. the joy of using the pretty notebook, using the pretty pen, using the canvas that I normally never use. Uh, you know, I'm not going to sketch first. So I'm just going to go for it. You know, like <laughs> it kind of put to the forefront, you know, not the uh, the idea of maybe someday or when I'm ready or when it's right. Those ideas or when I've flew earned away. it. <laughs> yeah. Or when I've earned it. Right. Like. I've earned it now because I'm bored. Like I need to do something and I'm going to use it and I need happiness. And this is giving me happiness. And I think for me, it also, it, it forced me into better sewing practice because, you know, I'm impatient. I wouldn't do the fun thing. And I was like, I'm going to be here forever. I might as well make the mock-up. It's boring, but it's going to make the thing better. (laughs) Cause you're just, I was just, cause yeah, like I'm going to be here tomorrow and the day after that and the day after that I have like, you know, if, 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 uh, it, well, for a lot of people, not everyone had all the free time in the world, but do you, uh, do you have a favorite thing that you made? Hmm. I'm really proud of that stained glass bee. I gotta say, I'm super so, proud it's of that. So bee. pretty. <laughs> Came or out what so I saw nice. It, I don't know how much more you made, but it was so cool. The the bee. Um, I I went and um, I made the pattern and stuff. I didn't draw it freehand, but I got some um, uh, reference images and stuff online, and then like I made the pattern. So that felt really great. Uh, the bird. I I made the pattern from like a picture of a bird also, and so that like that whole process of making those two pieces in particular of you know everything from the pattern all the way up to the finished piece that felt awesome. Do you think that doing dot tiff has helped in in the stained glass thing about like you know doing simple like boiling things down to simpler shapes? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because I make all my patterns in Procreate. And it's now that I know how to use that program so well, 
that the idea of of finding the shapes and the color blocks of these seemingly complicated things and boiling it all down, you're absolutely right. It completely helps. And it also helps the opposite way, too. I think that dot .tiff has gotten way more streamlined in the shapes and, and the colors and everything that I use, which is now no color. Uh, <laughs> and um, because of the stained glass, because like this is just, you know, stained glass is line art, really, because you are the the soldering points have to be there. So you have to think about whatever you're making has to look good with where you're connecting all the pieces. And so there's mm-hmm. like different levels to figuring out like how this is going to look good. And so I think that um, the same thing goes for if you're drawing like stick people, like you can't just draw a line through the middle of their face and have it look good. Like it doesn't work. <laughs> like there are certain... Unless they're see-through. Right, unless they're see-through. But like uh, there are certain rules in the universes that you like make for yourself when you're drawing something like that. And I think that the idea of sticking to the rules, your own rules and, and finding your own language in it is what makes it 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 makes it come more alive in its own little world. And that's something that for me uh, has always been something that I saw as this amazing, like magical superpower that people had. And like seeing I, the overlay on top of the world of like, how do you boil things down? Yeah. Like it was always this magical, amazing thing that I'm like, oh gosh, like real artists, they see this, like they're able to do this. They're able to translate this and, now I'm like, I'm getting this wonderful, juicy taste of it. And it is kind of amazing. And even though the last year was like, really, really hard, and there were a lot of downsides, I'm looking at, I'm looking at the development of those kind of skills as a huge upside to that year. And I'm, I hope that there are makey people out there who found creativity in different spaces and can look at the year and be proud of themselves for that. Oh, wait, before I ask you what you've made, I have one other really stupid thing that I made that I'm super proud of. And that's like, it's a little ankle bracelet like I made out of like embroidery floss, but it has stayed together. I've been wearing it every single day since the (laughs) summer. And it has not frayed or gotten weird. Is it like one of those friendship bracelet woven thingies? Or Yeah, yeah. But it's like, uh, it's wrapped. So it's like wound. So mm-hmm. it's very cylindrical. But anyway, I've been wearing it and it still looks awesome. And I'm really stupid proud of my friendship bracelet. No, that's really, <laughs> no, sometimes those little things where you're just like, I made that and you see it and it makes you happy. Yeah. So that's, that's my other thing. I was like, I might make a few of these if I sell at a, a fair or anything next year and um, just have them because it was one of those like little, I'm watching TV and I just need something to do with my hand kind of things. Mm-hmm. And it came out pretty darn good. So I gotta That's say. very cool. <laughs> What's, um, what are your proud proud moments from the year i would say i made like a set of like five or six vases of different shapes and sizes like right at the beginning of the year that i then glazed in november and i really like how those came out they're just like different shapes um i'm really proud of a couple of cardigans i made and for like different reasons where one is just like kind of just i don't know like the platonic ideal of cardigan it's just like a really good just like slightly oversized, but not huge. It's a really soft yarn. It's a really nice color. 
and then one that's like more complicated and patterned and is more like fitted. So it's, I think generally, because I have also like with the sewing, but there's more like different elements of different things. So I think like the thing that I made that I'm proudest of is just like trying a ton of different techniques and like leveling up in in textile arts mm-hmm. and just like, uh, you know, being able to fix stuff where I miscalculated or trying something, realizing like, after the fact, like, this is not the proper technique to do this, but hey, it came out really well anyway. So I think maybe that and just like having the combination of the the boredom and the guts to try weird, weird new things, maybe. And uh, curse a lot and prick myself with uh, with pins a lot. <laughs> and being like, if this was a costume, I could use hot glue. <laughs> Oh, I remembered something else that I really like. I painted this origami flower in the beginning of the year and I can't I totally forgot that I was even painting at all. <laughs> and that was all in the same year. I'm really proud of that because it really looks like 3D and awesome and I've never done anything that structured. Yeah, that's the word. Anything that's structured before in paint and I was very proud of it because I did it all freehand. So I think fun. something that you should also be proud of that's something you did rather than made was when you sold your stuff. I think that was really cool. Yeah, that that was a big thing. I put it on the back of our Christmas card. It was such a thing. I yeah. saw I got the card yesterday. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's Swedish mail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I think how like how does that feel now, like six months later or however time and math work? It feels like I've always been doing it, which is crazy <laughs> because I was so nervous about doing it before. And the idea now of selling next year in kind of the same realm, I'm just like, of course, I'm going to do that. Like, of course, that why wouldn't I do that? Now I just need to make <laughs> stuff. So I have things to sell, but I have time. <laughs> <laughs> do you have anything that you're planning to do last year that's going to carry over, do you think? planning like something that I was planning that I didn't do yeah I guess um more oil paints because like I basically stopped oil painting once uh like once things have changed and we were I don't know I just I stopped painting and um I need to get back into that and set that all up again but my current situation where I'm living I don't have a proper sink to wash out oil paints in (laughs) Um, so more like you don't have the improper sink you don't have one you want to wash out (laughs) I don't have an improper sink and now I need to figure out like what the heck I'm doing with my studio because um, I don't know if my if our you know the listeners know but I moved for a little while for just the year for our son to go to school in like a tiny little beach school so I'm not at my studio so I don't have that right now it's just full of dead plants all my leaves are brown. <laughs> like, and uh, and so I, I it's, it's on hold right now. And I'm trying to figure out this year what to do about that. Like, you know, the idea of keeping a space on hold for mm-hmm. your future or do you let it go and then find something new? That's a whole nother thing. That's for, uh, that's a whole episode. Yeah, And, it, it, you know, the, it's still it's it's. It almost feels silly to talk about plans, you know, for for this year because we don't know when things will be possible again and what things. Like I, I'm not even thinking that much yet about like will there be markets this summer and if so, 
do I want to sell at them? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Sweden has the luxury that we have a fairly small population, so we'll be faster to vaccinate. But that still doesn't mean that, you know, the structure will be there to do much. And I don't know when classes will start to be offered again, like community college classes or any kind of classes. And I don't know when I will be comfortable taking them. So I feel like all of the big plans, for me at least, are mostly like small plans. Like I want to try this one technique. (laughs) I want to make this one project. You know what I mean? Like because I can't or not I can't. Of course I can. But I feel like there's not there's not much point in trying to set up like sort of um specify plans or dreams that depend on other people which sounds like i'm like you can't trust other people but it's just like no because everything is in flux yeah i mean i feel the same way i think i almost eliminated in my brain the idea of plans being bigger than myself and in my home uh Mm -hmm. i just like the idea of taking more classes or anything if anything it's online and you know i I'm not even thinking much outside the market that I sold at the the market quote unquote market. It was basically like you set up a table outside of your house in this like little camp town. It, it's basically like a giant camp like that people come for <laughs> do in the summer. And then they had a little map. So like there was no more than like a few people kind of together outside masked like at the same time. Um, so it was actually like a really... Um, conducive event to the to the state of the world and um (laughs) so i i see it happening again next year um if even only in that minor way you mean this year oh no yeah whatever (laughs) (laughs) this year this year i feel like when you live in a summer town the years are only defined by the time that people are here (laughs) because right now (laughs) there's no one here (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and did you, did you get tumbleweeds <laughs> uh kind of yeah well they're more like deer that go through your trash but <laughs> or just sandstorms like sand piles up yeah. um, but do you do you have anything like specific that you want to that you want to do like i have my i had a, like a, a make nine which is a thing that mostly like knitters and sewists do online where you just like have a tiny bingo board of nine things and i actually i did seven of nine during Hey, that's a that's a, <laughs> that's a Star Trek reference. <laughs> I did seven of them for the list that I had for 2020, and I have like nine new ones, but none of them are really like a big deal. You know, mm-hmm. like two of them are. I want to make some really nice, like high waisted, wide retro trousers, which I'm pretty sure I can do. I've I've made a sort of a mock up, and I want to do a, a sort of Edwardian style walking skirt that's like long and has lots of pleats in the back. Ooh. But even so, that's not like ooh huge project. I want to learn this new thing. You know, it's more like a little bit more complicated. I was gonna a- I was gonna ask you what's your biggest goal then for the year, like your personal biggest, not like big in the scheme of the world but big in the scheme of julia um to get back into long form writing like i have i have some interest in doing a possible book project that's awesome that's big finding the brain space for that and also just like getting back into working on frustrating and annoying and big pottery projects which was you know my goal for 2020 Hmm. and then i then I fell into into the swamp of despair. Uh, <laughs> Yay! <laughs> but I'm almost out now. I'm just a little muddy on my feet. 
Well, you can use that mud to make giant pottery projects. (laughs) Turn your despair mud into art. Into art. (laughs) I mean, that is basically it. Yeah. (laughs) Actually, I would. I would like a big project is I also, which I have on my make nine is I want to sew a corset or a pair of stays from scratch for myself. That's cool. That's it's not as bad as you think. It's just yeah, no, tedious. I, it's just, yeah. yeah, it's it's just the, the patience. And then I kind of want to make something weird and historic to put over it. So I, I, I'm part of me is like, maybe it's okay if the world is still shut down for six months. It's not. I would love the world to open up. I would also love the world to open up. But I got to say, I kind of love the no pressure. <laughs> I love the nesty, like, oh, I'm just home doing things yeah. that I want well, to now, do. Well, now that I have energy again and can also start to like earn my own way <laughs> as an independent woman i'm kind of okay with it like i'm people don't necessarily believe me but i am kind of a hobbity introvert i like just chilling i miss my friends anyway that is not what this is about uh, do you have any like big big things big goals for the year i think my big goal is not having big goals <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> does that make sense like just oh, totally making stuff that makes me happy because I want to make it, not because I'm trying to impress anybody, not because I'm trying to get followers or like, I just, just trying to find satisfaction in what I make for myself. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, like I think that. that that's something that has been elusive. Like, it's, it, it's one of those things that's always in the back of your mind. You're, you hope that that's what you want to do. but other like it's just not so yeah i think just kind of just go and go my own way just just do it just not um not engage in any like hostile um upsetting comparisons to people because that is something that i often do and i get myself very discouraged as soon as like I see someone doing better at something that I'm doing. I'm like, I quit. And that's a, that's a joy killer. <laughs> yeah. And I've talked about that before on the show and just trying to not do that, not quit and just like try and put the blinders on of I'm just going to be happy with what I'm making and talk to you once every other week about it. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah. I'll still post Instagram photos. I mean, come on. <laughs> And I very much enjoy them and and your stories about the process. Uh, I, I think that's a good place to stop. But before we do, I want to thank our listeners again. I think feel like I can thank them every episode. I can thank you guys for for listening and for your emails and for supporting us uh, on the network on Relay FM for uh, comment, like all, all of the ways that you interact and even just like when you're listening. It, it really means a lot to us. You guys mean a lot to us. I think we have just an amazing group of people uh, who, of course, can share with us what your plans are, what you made, all that stuff. But I, I'm i going to get cheesy again. But like, I, I, we all had a sucky year last year, but I had a, a sucky year, capital S. And um, uh, not just Tiff meant a lot to me, but you guys listening meant, meant a lot to me. So thank you. <sighs> 
How am I supposed to follow that? You can find our show notes at relay.fm slash make two. <laughs> well, you can. And you can email us at make pod at gmail.com with anything that you want to tell us about what you're making this year. Yeah, we would love to hear from you. And because we appreciate you, just like Julia said, and we are make do pod on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find us individually at Tiff Arment and at Julia Scott, S-K-O-T-T. And we will be back in a fortnight. And until then, go make and do and plan as much as you are able to plan or don't plan as much as you don't want to plan. But here's to 2021. And have some water. Oh, drink water? Yeah. And put on sunscreen. (laughs) Are we Baz Luhrmann now? (laughs) Yeah, we are. (laughs) Ha <laughs>